fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm doing really good. Yeah, you have an unusually deep voice today, and also an unusually sloppery microphone. (laughs) I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing okay. No, you know what? I'm doing a little bit better okay. I had a professionally, I had a professionally very good week. America, America. Well done. Yeah, I made a bucket load of money. I, better still. I won a case. I won a trial that I've been working on for, well, I mean, you know how these things go. You, I've been working on it for a year, but uh, I've been working on the trial basically every working moment for the last week. Um. And so to have all that culminate in a big fucking victory, arms widespread and a V, uh, yeah, that's that was pretty fun. Well I, done, congratulations! Yeah. And you know what? I re, I mean, it wasn't like um, it wasn't like a layup either. It was like a 2011 Dwight Howard throwdown. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a, a slam dunk, as it were, oh. but not just a, but not just a, like a, oh, I dunked it, like a, I just ended your life. Shatter the backboard, yeah. teabag in the air, kind of thing. Yes, yeah, it was awesome. Excellent. It was awesome, and and, and you know the the hubris on the other side. You know this, this, it's it's one of those things where the emotions are all sort of uh, uh, irrational, right? Yeah. It, the emotions are irrational. So, so not only the emotions involved in, um, not only the emotions involved in, in winning, but in the opposition and and y- you know it, it it ceases at some point to become or it ceases at some point to be directly linked to the best interests of the client. And it's like, I'm actually now just going to win. Oh yeah, it's like it's a purely ego thing. That there's some ego, yes. There, I I can't imagine a single attorney not having also an extremely competitive streak within them. I just turned your your volume up because you were too quiet, and I'm sorry I didn't do that earlier. And I'm sorry to you at home sitting in your car, struggling to hear Andrew. I'm not so sorry because I feel like that I'm maybe kind of like just the token person. Like you just need somebody to talk to, and and bounce things off of. <laughs> do you feel that way? No. Oh. But I'm, I mean, I'm apologetic that people have to listen to the sound of my voice. You know who I feel bad for? Who? I feel bad for Wes and Colin because they come on the show and they just tell us good stuff. And then we just have them down like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, We're the well, stars of this show. Our new watch is going to be really good. It's going to come out. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's funny because when they came on, they said before the show, like, why don't we, why don't we record separately? We'll send you this. And I thought, eh. I don't want to record in multi-track. It's a pain in the ass to edit it, and the file is way bigger. Let's just... This always works. Uh, Turns out it didn't. It The one time a guest offered to record their own audio, I turned them down. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. You know what? I made a mistake. Can I just admit that right now, here on air? And you know what? You're a big man to admit it, and we learned from it. It was a learning opportunity, and we're going to capitalize on that opportunity, and we'll make the same mistake again in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, how are you? How was your week? Uh, it was good. It was kind of long because I'm I'm doing annual training in conjunction with my work schedule. So I'm working seven days a week right now and have been for the last three. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm kind of in that tired stage where I'm just fucking wired. I am simultaneously exhausted and endless energy. It's not a great feeling, but whatever. Only a couple more weeks of it, and I'm, then then we're gonna move on with my life, and and I'll, my my AT will be done. I'm gonna go back to the glory of a 410 work week. Yeah, because yeah. that is the most fantastic schedule on the planet. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a 210 schedule would be far better, but there's just not a lot of money in a 210 yeah. schedule. Or like a one five. Yeah, yeah. There's just not a whole <laughs> lot of money to be made there. So I, I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I could do okay. Yeah, you. Yeah, I could survive on that. Yeah, you'd be okay. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that, that's that's whatever. Yeah, <laughs> my job's more fun. So. <laughs> um, you know, I uh, I had a, a an experience this week where I was, you know, I was going into work, you know, seven ish, seven ish, and then working until nine thirty, ten ish, 
Um, three and a half hours. Whole three and a half hours. Yeah, no. night. So going in in the morning, coming home late at night. Oh, okay. You know, uh, as I was leading up to the trial. But I'd come home and I'd be so like just amped up, you know, and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't mm, sleep. I don't get that way. I'm, I've gotten really good at leaving work at work. Yeah, that's that's good. It's not so much that I've taken. Well, no, in, in that case, I had taken home. So yeah, I feel you. Uh, just I had a I had a rough sleep week, but now everything is everything is golden. I mean, I'm still very very behind, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah who you, cares? Bobby McFerrin, man. If you ever caught up, you're doing it wrong, right? <laughs> Especially in your line of work. <laughs> if you're caught up, you're, you're you're fucked. You're unemployed. Yeah, that's oh. right. <laughs> that's right. Well, um, enough about you and me. Yes. Way, way more than enough. Can we talk about Rolexes? I think we should talk about a specific Rolex. Uh, uh, is it is it a Daytona? Yeah. Is it a Cosmograph? It is. All right, you guys saw it, right? Yeah. You saw it. And everyone's seen this dude in his camo headband collapse to the earth. That guy reminded me of the, of the, um, the pot grower from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yep. That's who he reminded me of. Yep. <laughs> like, that's the guy that grows pot in this San Andreas. Is, what's crazy about this is this is the second time in the last year that one of these watches has just been, like, happened upon. Is it? What yeah, was the other one? Uh, like, like, eight months ago or so, that woman found one in her couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just find, like, goldfish in my couch. Yeah. And french fries <laughs> and band-aids and Legos. Like that's that's what exists in my couch. So I'm 90 I'm 95% sure 96% sure I've never found a Rolex in my couch. Yeah. And and the crazy thing about it is that made me want to start going and buying couches from Goodwill. <laughs> And just tearing them apart. What's like, the deal with Andrew and the couches? Uh, it's a long story. It's, it's not a big deal. Someday he's going to... It's like it's like my version of the lottery. Uh, I, I'm not going to buy Powerball tickets. I'm going to buy $25 couches from Goodwill. And I'm going to shred them. And they're just going to make a mountain of my backyard. And eventually I'm going to find a Daytona. You know, uh, it, it's pretty cool. We had, uh, I think, it was, what, Tuesday morning. I had like three people send it to me. Uh, or send it to us. Mm-hmm which turns out because be, I was at work. I don't really use my phone when I'm at work. I had like three people send it to us and uh, is watching it. You know, it's cool, right? It's cool. It's like this fucking guy and he buys this $345 Rolex in the 70s, which was like a month of salary. And then, uh, you know, it's a cool story. It's it's sort of relatable. Um, and, and, you know, you, right? You hit the lottery, man. You hit the lottery. Uh, in... And and that's neat. That's exciting. Oh, it's super cool. I'm I'm happy for him. What's what's interesting though, and and like what it prompted in me is, what watch could we buy today for a month's salary? That would be a retirement in thirty years. And there's no way to know. Yeah, like that guy the... went. That guy went in to buy probably to just buy a Rolex. Mm-hmm. That was the one he happened to pick out. And now he has three quarters of a million dollars. Well, I mean, he, it's it's going to come out to probably half a million dollars. Yeah, after capital gains or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. probably paying an auction house and all other kinds of things. But yeah, that that's what... It, what watch is that? Tell me. Tell me what watch that is today. I'll go buy 10. Dan Henry, 1972. Okay. <laughs> Dan, I'm clearing out your inventory. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the deal, right? We don't really know. Um, we, we don't really know. And, and he didn't know. You, you know, mm-hmm. if there had been uh, any sort of reliable prospectus on those things, then then you wouldn't have been able to find one. And I think that that's part of what makes a Rolex so hard to buy today is that people have seen this astronomical growth. Um, you, you know, the, the math on that works out to about $2,200, I think um 2200 US dollars today just mm-hmm. with inflation. I mean you can't get uh I, I mean you can't get a Rolex for $2200. There's no, no uh <clears throat> no working condition Rolexes on the market for maybe there's some of the weird uh dress models or something that that I don't know about but I mean by and large uh w- w- entry level for a used Rolex is is 4000. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and then they go up there. This was a top of the line Top of the line, bees knees, flagship Rolex, and it was the equivalent of twenty two hundred bucks. 
and that's impossible now. Yeah. You can't get into really any true luxury watch for 2200 bucks right now. That's right. I mean, you're looking at, you know, perhaps uh, Oris or Longines, you know, one of these sort of middling um, Swiss companies, mm-hmm. perhaps, or, 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 you know, some of the higher end or, you know, middle level Seiko stuff. But, you know, even in the 70s, Rolex was king shit. And at twenty two hundred bucks, at twenty two hundred bucks, the yeah. equivalent of twenty two hundred bucks. Yep. So yeah, I it's, mean, obviously, obviously, a total crapshoot, right? You never know. So I think the lesson to be learned here is buy one of each and just lock them all right. in a safe. Because the, the <laughs> sad part about that is this guy never really enjoyed his watch. Yeah, you know, we posted on the Instagram. You guys may have seen this, uh, but I Everett posted that you know i think it's really i i feel a little i feel sad for him you know i don't feel sad for him because he he just made a shit he just really won a lottery he he got lucky but i mean if you think about it in terms of um you you know here's this guy he saves up a month wages you know he was probably deployed or something he he just had it sitting in the bank but he has this money and he buys the watch he really wants and then he never fucking wears he sticks in a safety deposit box because he's scared to wear it uh that sucks i think that sucks yeah that's that's no way to live. Yeah, you, you know, uh, and seven hundred thousand is a bucket load of money, but that's a that's a a conservative four hundred one k. You know, maybe not mm-hmm. three forty five, but uh, for for me, the takeaway is is some people are going to get really lucky. My concern, my concern to the extent I'm concerned, I'm not fucking concerned about you guys. You do what you want, but I, I think to the extent I have a concern is that you know. Uh, that that's someone's going to be encouraged to, you know, buy some watch they really want to have and then never enjoy it, you know, because he he doesn't care about that watch. You could tell he didn't care about it. It's just been he took a the antique roadshow in a box. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's not special to him. It's not special to his fucking kid. Uh, his kid's never seen it. Th- his kid right. never will see it. Now, I mean, <laughs> Sonny, get away from this motherfucker. <laughs> you were going to get this, but daddy needs a yacht. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, as as far as that goes, it, it's not. I mean, it's whatever. He sounded like he had other watches, and I'm sure he enjoyed them, and and that's fine. But for me, I feel like if I'm gonna buy the watch I really want, and uh, you, you know, spend way too much money on a watch, I'm gonna wear it. Right. His daily driver is probably an easy reader. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, you know, I was I'm wearing my uh, I'm wearing my uh, Speedmaster today. You know, I, I don't wear it every day because we have a fuck ton of watches between the two of us, and then people keep sending us watches to review. Oh, and, that's awful. And uh, they're all amazing. So yeah. I don't wear my Speedmaster, but I'm going to wear that thing. I'm not going to take care of it. I'm not going to baby it. I'll take care of it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to baby it. Right? I'm going to wear it. I I got this settlement, and then I went and bought the watch that I really wanted. And yeah, it's it's fucking valuable, but. I'm going to wear it. So is your car. You drive your car all kinds of places. Yeah. I mean, that thing cost almost exactly the same amount of money as my car. Yeah. Like like within a couple of dollars difference. How about that? <laughs> and you drive the shit out of your car. I do. And you you try to do some crazy things with your car. You you we I mean, you convinced me into it and I was down to do it. We were going to cut your exhaust system and install some some long chrome-tipped exhaust on there. I still think I'm going to do that. And that's the kind of behavior I'd expect from you. Because <laughs> it's awesome. Because yeah. you love your car, and you're going to enjoy your car, and you're going to do things that you like. Yeah, yeah. I might not put straight pipes on it, but I do want to put. I do want to put an exhaust on it. I might pick up like a, pick up some flows or something. That'd be cool. You know, it's got that big V8, man. Yeah. It's got that one UZ, but you know, Lexus, Lexus, bless their hearts, really dedicated to a quiet experience. And I'm like, you know what, Mister Lexus, I, I maybe want a little bit noisier existence. Yeah. And you'd look so weird. It would, yeah, it would be a whole thing. <laughs> Put cherry bombs on the bottom of my LS400. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, so that's that's our take on the Daytona. You, you know, n- no, uh, I think it's a cool story, right? I, 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 would, uh, I would worry that someone thought. I know, hope it happens to me one day. Yeah, right. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I don't think that that is something 
that is is relevant to a watch collector. To me, he seems like uh, someone who doesn't care about watches. Someone who bought a thing, but at the end of the day, he didn't really care about watches. Yeah. Bless his heart for taking care of it, uh, but he doesn't really care about watches. That's how I feel about it. I wonder what the service is going to cost on that after 30 years of never really being in the daylight. Well, you, you know, I think that there is... Um, I think that there's probably a a good side and a bad side to it. You know, certainly the oils will mm-hmm. have dried up, but if it's truly, truly, truly been sitting in a safety deposit box the whole or most of the time, then it won't have operated unlubricated. Right. Uh, I did notice that the foil on the back looked like it had more wear than than no wear. Mm-hmm. Right? It's been that watch has been worn some certainly, mm-hmm. and and who knows how much. Um, but what I, the other thing I noticed was that on the show, it was running. It, it had been wound and was running. Um, Roadshow probably tested it. That was probably one of the things that he did, that's which what, might have been detrimental. The, uh, well, that was my thought, that maybe they had, maybe the, it had already been serviced. Well, perhaps, yeah. Maybe they had someone service it. Uh, and, and I don't know. We're, oh, to air it. They went in like, hey, dude, you're going to be a star on Antique Roadshow. We're going to get this bitch in for service so it can be running on the show and we can tell you how much it's worth. Yeah, right, right. So then they can make sure it works and they can give them a good quote. Who, who knows? Uh, or maybe to someone doesn't. Let us know if you know. If Yeah, if you're an Antique Roadshow insider. I, th- I was unaware that Antique Roadshow was still a thing. Yeah, yeah. I still, I mean, I, I follow Antique Roadshow on YouTube, so I still get Antique Roadshow clips and episodes i mean it's still the video looks like it was it was shot in the 90s they must still be using the same equipment they've been using for the last 30 years perhaps perhaps it's public it's 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 uh public broadcasting man take it easy whatever (laughs) so i got one more piece of watch news uh, I, I don't know if this is watch news per se. Insert, in fact, it's certainly not watch news. But um, Evil Custom, E V E L underscore Custom. Uh, he was one of, one of the brains behind the uh, traveling watch project. So we have not had Mister Custom on the show before, but we have talked about him when we mm-hmm. had uh, J D Campbell on. Um, but Evil Custom sent us a link tonight. This is a gosh, you guys. I'm just gonna have to link it because I don't. The, the website here doesn't say what the website is. The URL is hella confusing. But I will say it's an article about the Accutron indexing mechanism. Mm. Um, so it talks about, you know, it, it talks about sort of the difficulty, the complication of the gear, the Accutron gear system, um, how that system works. Uh, it's got some great diagrams and some figures. Um Again, I apologize that I can't tell you anything about this website, but really, it's it's probably like a residual blog from members iinet.net.au. So it's some Australian website. It sounds like a porn website. Photo plot accidents. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a website I'm familiar with, but it's got this article on there. So uh, we'll we'll definitely email it to you. Definitely click the link. Right. <laughs> definitely put in your credit card information. <laughs> you can trust us. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we'll link this on the we'll link this in the show notes. Assuming I do show notes, uh, people are getting mad about the show notes. Whatever, y'all. Just listen to the show again. People, <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Just pull a notepad out. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be better about it. I keep promising people to be better. I and I think we're on two weeks in a row of good show notes. So, I or at know. least show notes. Yeah. I told yeah. you I was going to take it on, and then I started working every day, and it just turned out I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been going for 20 minutes, and we haven't started talking about watches. I mean, I guess we did. I guess the, the yeah. Daytona thing, that's that's news. That's watch news. That counts as... And the Pornbot website. Show. Not the Pornbot website. It just the URL that you described sounds like a Pornbot website. Right. And, and I won't promise before you click on it that it's not, so good luck. But definitely put your credit card information in. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about fun. I mean, I, I think this is a fun topic. I kind of like this uh, this little series that we're doing of, of the poor man's edition. Yeah, the, the, the poor man's. The, yeah. The poor man's watch. The poor man's watch. We're going to do, what is this? Uh, is this part three? Part three of the poor man's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poor man's watch. So uh, drum roll, because you don't know 
but we're going to do the poor man's big pilot. Yeah. The With a big caveat. Yeah. It's not big. <laughs> None of these watches are 55 millimeters. No. And and reason being, at least for, for my choices, is the, not only is it a poor man's big pilot, because I love the way the big pilot looks. I put one on once and I laughed. Was it a fit? Was it a fifty-five? Yeah, I put like uh, a full size. Yeah, and I forget. I was in some some airport, saw an IWC little shop, and put on the big pilot. Um, where the fuck was I? <laughs> was that? That's like a fifteen thousand dollar watch, right? Yeah, it was somewhere in Texas, and and I I remember it was I was in Texas because I, I just had a barbecue sandwich, and I for sure got barbecue sauce on the watch. I didn't even think about it until after the fact, and I was like, oh, they're gonna be mad, but it felt good. Um, when I put it on, and it was comical. It was it it, it was absurd. Right. This is the, that like the big pilot is far more appropriate over a spacesuit than a speedmaster because it would just it would like dimensionally be appropriate. Anyway, they wore them on the thigh, right? The big pilot. Yeah, it yeah. can. You, you know, the Mike and Kaz were talking about uh, this this week. In fact, they were talking about Axis power watches, but. Uh, we had already sort of planned this episode mm-hmm. and had been researching for it when I listened to their episode. But yeah, I think they were saying that it was designed to be worn on the thigh. It could be worn on your fucking ankle and you could still read it. <laughs> right. I just leave it in the, I just leave it in my bedroom. I can yeah. see it all day. It's ah. like the sun. Yeah, there's a little bit, there's still some loom coming <laughs> off of it. It's a whole thing. So we went with a, a, a little bit more conservatively sized watches. Yeah. Uh, primarily because that's what we can wear. Yeah, it's what we want to wear. We yeah, want to wear these that's, sizes. That's what we want to wear, but we still want that aesthetic. We still want that look. We want that really classic either type A or type B pilot's watch Mm -hmm. so that's what we went with today our biggest watch i think rings in at 44 yeah 44 44 45 45, uh which is still which is large for the the type of watches that we like to wear and and large even towards the way that uh watch style is trending Mm -hmm. um and then several of these are 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 smaller too several of these are 40 mm -hmm. which uh even just a few years ago would be considered sort of a conservatively or, or, or mid-sized watch. Um, so in, in the scheme of pilot's watches, that's, that's teeny, teeny, teeny tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Itty bitty, teeny tiny type A pilot's watchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's get into them. So we, we, we've both picked a couple and we're going to start with the, uh, with, with one that I picked and, I don't know much about this brand. No, I've never heard uh, of it. So it's it's Aromatic 1912. Yeah, and Aromatic is is spelled A-E-R-O. like uh R O like lavender, like it's it's an aromatic. No, it's not. Okay. That's not how you spell that word. <laughs> it's spelled aromatic, A E R O, like aeropostal. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh this is an automatic aviator's watch. Uh the uh it's the A1 336. And from what I can find about this watch is that it is a uh, likely all produced in China, mm-hmm. assembled in Germany, can can wear the made in Germany seal because they have a little bit different criteria from the made in Germany. And so that's what I could find about it. This is a, not a brand I've ever heard of, mm-hmm. but what I when I discovered it, it was uh, a result of a Google search for Big ass onion crown watches. <laughs> that's awesome. And that so that's what I was what I was browsing through because I, I I love my absolute favorite part of the big pilot is that big ass crown, and and that is a crown that would be wholly inappropriate on any watch on a watch any smaller than fifty five millimeters. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was looking for was for a big pronounced crown, and the whole point of that is that you can manipulate the crown. In gloved in hands, gloves, yeah, and sure. with and when you've got some dexterity issues, whether it be from gloves or cold or any other kinds of things, so this is not the same triangular crown, but just a bulbous, big ass round crown, mm. a really classically styled dial. It's the, a little busy. I mean, the, the dial's a little busy. It's a, it's, but it's got it's got the components that you want. Yeah, right. It's got it's got all the all the things that you want. These ring in at. 42 millimeters i think uh 40 yep it's 40? a 40.5 yeah, okay so a, a 40 millimeter um 13 thick 
Yeah. 20 millimeter lugs. So 40 and 20, 50, mil, mil, 50 meters of water resistance. Which is, a, which is a bit of a bummer. What I couldn't find reliably was the type of movement that's in here. Yeah. I found some some uh, reviews stating that they were Rondas, some stating that they were um, well, it's Yodas. An, it's an automatic movement, so it's probably not a Ronda. It looks, it does, uh, it's probably not a Ronda. I, I suspect it's a 8,000 series Miyota. Very likely. That's what it looks like to me. Couldn't find anything reliably saying mm-hmm. any direction or the other, but you're going to get an automatic movement. What I could find about these was that some units come out great. They work just fine. And then others, you get lemons, mm. which is kind of what I... F- isn't surprising. These are ringing in at $175 plus some shipping. I couldn't find any prime options for these, which is a bummer. Um I, I like it. The the lugs are a little bit short. It's not exactly a big pilot. Yeah. It's not perfect for it, but it does have a perfect crown. Yeah. I, I like that crown. I wouldn't call it perfect, but it's it's interesting. I, I love it. Uh you know, there's a couple things going on here that I think are a, a little interesting. Um it's got a bit of a the dial's not pure white. It's got the primary um or the secondary hour marker. So it's got big, white, bold numerals, 1 through 11. Mm-hmm. And then it's got much, much smaller sort of antiqued font laying out 13 through 24. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, around the outer track, it's got five, at five-minute intervals, 5, 10, 15, 20, etc. But then... Inside the big white numerals, it's also got another set of 5, 10, 15, 20. Um, but they are in they're they're in reverse. They're they're uh inverted, they're mirror images. And I don't know. Maybe uh, a pilot would know immediately what this for. I'm wondering if that's so you can see read it in its reflection, like in a window or something. I, I don't know. Why would those be why would those be in reverse? Funsies. Yeah. Well, it is fun. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I like this watch. I like this watch. Is the logo a jellyfish, Andrew? It kind of looks like it. I couldn't get close enough on any of the pictures I could find to, to say definitively. Because yeah. as, I, as I zoomed in, it just kind of pixelated. But yeah. it kind of looks like it could be a jellyfish. An aromatic jellyfish? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that when you cook jellyfish, it's quite aromatic. Well, I like it. 175 bucks. It's an automatic. Uh, I think this is a great sort of entry. It's a li- uh, it's a little bit risky, though. I think yeah. if you've got $175 that you're willing to take a risk on, go ahead and spend it yeah. and have it shipped direct to us, and then we'll send it on to you when we're done. <laughs> uh, but I'm intrigued by this watch. I... I, I I'm not really in a position right now to drop $175 on a on a risk, but shortly I might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. So, uh, uh, item number two. Item number two. Watch number two. So this again, the, the poor man's the poor man's. This is this is how this goes, right? We pick a watch that everybody wants, right? And, and everybody wants an IWC Big Pilot. Yeah, everybody wants one. You know, unless you have one, you want one. Uh, I think. Well, yeah, and if you're not going to wear it, you still want it. We did a poor man's Speedy. We did the poor man's uh, Datejust. You know, these are watches that it's like, yeah, I want to have one of those. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants an IWC Big Pilot, but I'm not buying an IWC Big Pilot. No, and um, even if I had the money to, I, I still wouldn't because I don't yeah. want to wear a manhole cover on my wrist. Right. Well, an IWC makes obviously more conservatively sized watches, but still very expensive. But I want the Big Pilot. So the, the whole thing. Th- these are these are w- what you might pick up if you if you have the hankering, you have the hankering, but um, you can't afford it. So uh, this uh, I really like this watch. Of the, there's we've got seven watches we're going to talk about today. Uh, of the seven, this is tied with one other watch for the watch that I would definitely get if I was in this position. Um, this is the Laco Laco. The Laco, I think this is the Achen. This is the Type B variant of Laco's entry-level automatic pilot's watch. Um, Laco 
is a company that has uh, bona fides. I think it's also said loco. Uh, loco. Yeah. Yeah. Lo, they're With a K. Like Vatos Loco. Yeah. No, like Four Loco. Forever. Blood, yeah, four Loco Forever. Blood, blood in, blood out. Oh, okay. Uh, Continue. So, so the the Loco Augsburg and the Achen, these are Loco's entry-level watches. You know, Loco is a cool company. I, I think they're a cool company. They don't follow the traditional sort of price segment model. You, you know, uh, I can't think of another company besides perhaps Seiko that dips its toes into affordable watches the way Loco does. Uh, another luxury company, right? And mm-hmm. Seiko has grown from a middle-class company to to now becoming a luxury company. So it seems that their entry-level roots are being are being erased. Loco is a company that has been semi-luxury for for many many years, decades perhaps. Um, but they still they still have these these watches that are really uh very accessible um there's there's some problems with these watches right there's some problems with these watches and and some reasons that they may not that this watch may not be my favorite on the list they're made in germany which means very little they have eight thousand series miyota movements uh the 8821a automatic movement which is uh, not a great movement. Mm-mm. They could do a lot better, especially at a four hundred dollars price point. Yeah, so so not a great movement. And I think, w- without ever having uh, spent any serious time with these, that the finishing on the case on this is probably not, uh, to use a watch term, superlative. Now, the it's got a beautiful display case back. It's got an engraved, stylized, signed rotor. Um, it, it's attractive. The mm-hmm. whole thing's attractive. But I think that you're going to notice the corners being cut here. I think I think part of that's just going to be German engineering and design features. Mm-hmm. Is you're you're going to get a little bit more of an industrial. Uh, manufactured feel mm-hmm. as opposed to the the Japanese engineering and styling where you're going to get super, super refined, really repeated. Um, I think you're just going to, I think that's just a function of, of German engineering is you're going to get a lot, a little bit more industrial feel to it. So we've pulled these up. We've pulled these up on mm-hmm. Amazon, uh, 398 bucks. This is a uh, 42 millimeter watch, 20 millimeter lugs, 13 thick. So mm-hmm. they look like chunks. When you see the profile of this, uh, it, it looks a little chunky, but it's not 13 millimeters. It's just very slab sided. All of these pilots watches are slab sided. Mm-hmm. It's a column. Um, I hate the strap, just for the record. Oh, yeah. It's got this riveted leather strap. Hate that. Um, hate it a lot. Well. <laughs> Okay. I know you can change it, but yeah. I, I still hate it a lot. I would like to buy a watch that I'm I, I could wear the OEM strap or bracelet on. I, I think that this is a pretty typical Flieger style Flieger style strap. So yes, but I still yeah. don't like it. That's fair. That's fair. Damn. So uh, I really like this watch, and, and I think that if you're looking, if I think if you want to have a luxury Swiss watch that wasn't stupid you know or a swiss watch made by a luxury brand that wasn't not swiss excuse me a a luxury watch made by a european luxury brand Mm -hmm. at a truly entry-level point i think that this is the most accessible uh luxury affordable watch that that is out there they're readily available they're not Mm -hmm. hard to find um they've got this super historical name on the dial it's it's a watch that's got its own um stylistic history um yeah the ones i wish were just a touch a touch more accessible were the stovas yeah those are those are a little bit mm -hmm. a little bit pricier for the most part coming in around a grand all right, number three. This is an Andrew watch. This is a watch that we've talked about time and time again, and it's the Citizen Avion. They, there's a chronograph version. These are going both going to run in at about 175, 180 dollars. 
and they're they are i think if if you're you're looking to dabble in pilot's watches they're on the bigger side they're 44 45 millimeters eco drive the the finishing on them is killer they're there's nothing more to say that we haven't already said about these watches absolutely consider them the oem strap on them is perfectly acceptable i wore mine for a very long time on the oem it's a little bit thick but it holds up it stands up to some pretty good wear they're attractive what 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 else do we have to say about it that we haven't already said? You know, this is the one chronograph on our list. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, yours is not a chronograph. No, I don't it? have the chronograph. It's it's that one. Yeah, I'm trying to click on it, but it won't come up. That's the so I've just clicked on the wrong one. Let me give a good okay. reference number for this. But this is a bigger watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is an eco drive, so it's a it's a quartz watch. Which uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Love the eco drive movement. I I typed in citizen chronograph. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. It's maybe maybe you've ruined everything. (laughs) Uh, Citizen, citizen, avion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Type uh, citizen one more time. That'll hurt. (laughs) Yes, you're making the sausage. There, there she is. There she is. First class watches, creation watches. I trust creation watches. Ninety six bucks. Oh, look at that on creation watches. Ninety six money. Ninety six on the Amazon. I think it was one hundred and eighty when I looked today. So you know, this is not uh, necessarily a a true sort of throwback classic watch. I'm going to give you a model number: AW thirteen sixty dash one two H, which I think is twelve hour probably thirteen sixty AW thirteen sixty dash twelve H. Yeah, I think these are cool, man. They're they're sort of modern, but w- without being yeah. Like, they're a good modern interpretation of a classic pilot's watch. Yeah, in the hands, the hand, I think that's my that's my favorite. Two, I have two things about this watch that I just love. Every time I say it, every time you wear this, uh, I love the handset. Mm-hmm. I love the crown. Love the crown. I the love finishing the crown. on its killer too. Yeah, everything. Th- this was a really, really well thought out, well designed watch. How much did you pay for yours? One hundred eighty bucks, probably. <laughs> 96 bucks on creation well, shit a year ago it was 80 bucks on amazon i'm you furious sh- you should have put it in a safety deposit box yeah <laughs> lost money uh yeah so it's a type b you know so it's got the inner 24 hour ring um yeah these are neat man these are really cool uh the lugs are interesting did you talk about the lugs already and did i just miss it no, I didn't talk about it already, but we've talked about this watch a shitload. Let's move on to the next one. I like how the lugs like sort of come in from the outside and like grab. Yeah. Grab Cl- the strap. Claw it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that one didn't come up. So we're not going to talk about it. Which one? This is uh this is the um actually, Oh yeah. We'll wait on that one. So next we're gonna talk. So this is a this is a brand I heard of I heard of just this last week. Mm. I never heard of them while working on this. Uh, no, no, just oh, before okay. that, actually, when you said let's do that, I was like, oh, cool, I can talk about, I can talk about Decla. Woohoo! So this is a German company, Decla. Uh, you, you know, uh, uh, two broke watch snobbed episode this week is pretty cool, and I, and and I'm going to mention it just because it's so on point. But they talked about the Axis Power watches and. Uh, their discussion axis or access. You know that's so funny that you say that because the whole every time Kaz said it, I was like, "Why is he saying access?" Oh, now you're saying access, right? <laughs> you got in your head, man. Axis. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Axis. Yeah, yeah. Axis um, watches and uh, you know, meaning Japan, Germany, Italy. The um, axis of evil. Yes, that's right. Uh, and their their conversation about it is good. It, it's measured. It's um, uh, it really reasonable and I think fair. Um, and and it was it was super interesting, fun to listen to. So this is a watch that I hadn't heard of, uh, and I don't believe they talked about these, but I saw this on the Instagram. This is a German watch. I don't know the history behind this company, Decla, uh, but they don't seem to be a brand new company. And and they're doing a lot of stuff in house. They're doing a lot of stuff in house. So it's an Eta movement. You can get this with your choice of a twenty eight twenty four two or a twenty eight oh one. The twenty eight oh one being a mechanical, mm-hmm. a hand wind mechanical. Um, both automatic, 
uh, hacking, um, or excuse me, both hacking, um, 2824 being automatic. Um, 40 millimeters, 10.15 high. Ooh, so a very, very thin watch. A 22 millimeter lug width, though. That's odd. With a, a kind of a wide lug width, yeah. Can, the, can you go back to the profile view of it? Yeah, I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can. What is that engraved onto the side? Is that the serial oh, number? It's a serial number. I think that you can choose to have an engraving on the side. Okay, because I, I was going to say that number one, that's the most slab-sided case I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> Very slab-sided. It, it is, yeah. th- there's absolutely no contour to it. Well, and that, that's how these all are. That's, that's... It, it looks far slabbier than any of the other watches we've talked about. Uh, and the lugs are so short. You, you know, I actually don't think that it's any slabbier than the Laco, um, the Laco at uh, Aachen or or Augsburg. Maybe it's just the the way that photo's taken, the angle of it. It just it looks like it's just a, a flat edge, and and actually that could probably be a result of the twenty two millimeter lug width. You're not going to get that same contour on the side that that kind of that sweep. That's in, right. Losing a millimeter on each side. Um, yeah, it, it, it's absolutely from the, from the lug width. Yeah. Yeah. So I think these are really neat. You know, I, I think these are specced really well, which is what are the, which is what caught my eye. So 495 euros. So it's not a cheap watch. Is that like five and a quarter? Uh, probably something like that. And we could look it up, but we're not gonna, but nope. the, in terms of, uh, you know, you're getting it at, at a movement, you're getting Tritec, Superluminova. Uh, heat blued steel hands, in-house made hands, uh, an in-house dial, sapphire uh, crystal. I mean, that's right, sapphire. I think that it's got a hundred meters of water resistance too. Yeah, ten, 10 atmospheres of water resistance. So, um, I wonder why the one of the German made case. They say in-house made. I don't know if that means it's made in Germany or made by them somewhere else. <laughs> made by Germans in China. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder why the the engraving tool is a f- feature they decided to point on as opposed to laser engraving. Yeah, that's interesting. I noticed that that too. They want you to know we're not we're not lasering this. We're actually going to use the tool to engrave this. Maybe that's got something to do with the the quality of the engraving, the handmade worksmanship, perhaps. Yeah, you you know, I, I think this is a really neat. Um, I think this is a really neat possibility haven't seen them don't know anything about them but i think if you're looking it's worth probably a look into a really interesting lug shape yeah there's kind of the the looks like a claw tooth tub (laughs) if you were to take the dial out you could take a bath in it (laughs) so cool yeah and to be only 10 millimeters thick that's uh it looks a lot thicker in in the photographs of it so next up we've got a brand that we've talked about previously and is definitely one of the economy brands it's jack mason and we've got the aviator automatic 42 millimeter and this is coming in at 259 dollars so we've got another 42 millimeter um kind of a hybrid dial but that really good triangle crown that we're looking for in this yeah fantastic sort of diamond yeah diamond crown yeah and so we've got 100 meters of water resistance uh i don't have the the tw- so yeah so it's a 42 millimeter 22 case millimeter 22 lug. millimeter lugs uh i don't what's Eight, the movement 821 alpha yeah yeah the 821s so uh, all known quantities from a uh an economy brand definitely in the affordable area if you're looking at Getting a a watch from a brand that that ev- not well yeah everyone knows this brand we you know you're not going to get duds out of it you're not going to get anything extraordinary out of it at 260 bucks you're going to get an attractive watch and because it's kind of a hybrid dial it, it's it, this kind of comes closer to me for the SNK and so we should also mention that in our rules we said that we couldn't use the SNK mm-hmm. uh, because it's 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 just not a fit. Because um, we tried to you know, make make a few rules for ourselves, for and this. we sort of, I think, without saying it, we stipulated no um, 
no uh, Nighthawk either. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's also not a good uh, replacement. You know, I'll say, this is what I'll say about this watch, because I probably wouldn't buy this watch, but uh, this watch has um, a little bit more style than the rest of the mm-hmm. watches on this list, which is is maybe uh, maybe a bit of sin, right? I think it's a takeaway from from its value as a re- as a replacement or a stand in for a big pilot. It, it's got some it's got some polish on it in places mm-hmm. where there's not supposed to be polished. The bevel on the bezel is polished. Uh, it's got some polish on the crown, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it it's maybe uh, not in in form true pilot watch form but i like it i think that this watch is pretty attractive yeah i think this is one of my favorite offerings that they have and they've got that really really cool uh designed case back yeah display Um, back mm -hmm. yeah this is i i I need to pick up one of their watches soon yeah we we haven't had we've talked about a number of them we've never had one in to be able to really say you know we like it or not so uh the the case back has four screws it's uh, it's not a screw down mm-hmm. case back it's per a screw se, in. a screw in case back, uh, which is, you know, as long as it works, right. It, it's, it's fine. Um, but yeah, you know, I think most folks that are into watches prefer a screw down case back that it, it's a decision and it's made and that's it. I, I like too, that I'm, I'm seeing more and more quick release straps in watches yeah and oem straps yeah it seems to be the thing the the thing the last couple of years which which says to me though that they're not really that confident in the quality of their strap that they're just like ah we know they're just gonna dump it let's make it easy right <laughs> but <laughs> you never know i mean maybe this one's gonna it's got a got a two-stitch um brown leather strap on it yeah but, but look at that leather that's a that's a um a composite leather yeah yeah, yeah it's it's, it's leather paste leather paste yeah so, I mean, the, the you don't buy those watch for the strap. No, no you don't. No. You don't buy this for the strap. So, I think you put this on a on an EA8 brown leather. Ooh. Yeah, or something nice. You know what this would look good on is um, something with like uh, brown or black leather and two like two rivets right at the top. Oh god! <laughs> I think it'd be money on like a black barking jack too. I like the handset on this too. This has a Zen style handset mm-hmm. that I really like. So. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Oh, yeah. Next up, we've got the Glycine Combat Men's Watch. And this is this is kind of, this again tends toward the SNK. And I think I cheated a little bit when I picked this watch because this isn't really a good stand-in for the big pilot. But this is a watch that we, a watch brand that we all know, a watch brand that we all like. And for 380 money from the Ashford website, you can pick up this Glycine Combat Men's Watch. And it, again, like an SNK. It's got crown guards. doesn't have a big crown. But it's a piloty field watch? Fieldy pilot watch? I don't know. Yeah. No, I just really like this watch. I think that this is more of a field watch. This yeah. is more of a WWW watch. Yep. Um... And, and and that's okay, right? Because it does it does the same thing. You've got the the inner mm-hmm. the inner twenty four hour time. Um, it, it's going to do the same things. I don't think it's quite legible enough to really be a pilot watch. No, I, th- I think you're right on it. And I I knew this was kind of a kind of a stretch, um, but we got to have one that if, if if the big pilots watch isn't for you, this still kind of fits the need. Yeah. I mean, it's a 40, 41 millimeter case. Uh, 100 meters of water resistance. It's 13 millimeters thick. Uh, what's that? A 20? Yeah, it's a 20 millimeter lug to lug, or or lug width on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a a good all around watch. Yeah, yeah. This is a good. I, I mean, this is a good sort of military watch. You know, mm-hmm. it's got some similarities to a Hamilton khaki mechanical. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is a self winding movement um a self-winding movement on this but it's it's doing cool things it's got a it's got a an acrylic crystal on it and it it, it fits the it fits the bill Mm -hmm. it fits the bill what's what's the last one what do we got coming up so i I said earlier that i thought the lakowachin uh or perhaps the augsburg was tied maybe tied for my favorite Mm -hmm. and it I've I've not bought a pilot watch, right? I've got my SNK, but but that doesn't really count. Um, 
But for years, I've been thinking, gosh, I just got to get a Pilot Watch. And it's one of two watches. It's either the Loco or this. That. This or that. Yep. You can get with this. Or you can get with that. Uh, This is the T-Cell. Mm-hmm. T-Cell. T-Cell? 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 Tizel, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Tizel is a Korean company. Uh, Tizel is a is out of the Republic of Korea, and they make phenomenal watches, mostly reproductions, homages. If you were, if you were, their sub homage, I think is like two fifty or three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and is always sold out, and everybody fucking loves them. Um, they just Tizel just makes. Very, very good watches. They use good movements. So this comes with a Miyota 90S5 or 9015. Do you get to pick or do you get what you get? You get a pick. Okay. You get a pick. This comes with a beautiful Mm. blue type A dial or a type B dial or a black type A or type B dial. Um, You get a ton of options. And you can tell looking at this thing that the fit and finish is superior. Mm-hmm. Superior. I think that of the watches we've looked at today, um, this one, maybe besides the Decla, because we don't know anything about the Decla, uh, but I think that this is going to be the best fit and finish. Mm-hmm. It's the best movement, or or the second best movement after the Decla, perhaps, um, with the 2824 on the Decla and the 90S5 on this. Um Dude, it's just a killer freaking watch. I and really like the strap shape. Strap shape is good. Yeah, it's uh, sort of that angled, that that very uh, steep step down, not tapered, but a step down mm-hmm. uh, strap. Um, killer movement. I think you only get 30 meters of water resistance, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, Definitely a bummer. But nine and a half millimeters thick. Mm. 49 millimeter lug to lug. Great great lugs on this great lugs on Mm -hmm. this um bgw9 sapphire perfect crown 50 meters of water resistance so it's not great but it'll do it's better than 30 better than 10 better than none uh great crown i see a different a couple different crown options you can choose different options look dude so here's the drop down this is a build your own adventure kind of thing with date diamond crown with date hammer crown no date diamond crown, no date hammer crown. Wow. So that's where the different movements come in. You get to choose your crown. They have both black. No date diamond? Mm. Let's let's find the black version of this because it's really attractive too. I really like this blue. Like that really, really bright royal blue. The black is also very good. Heat treat mm. uh heat blued hands. With the really classic blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same options here, you know, 209 bucks. You can get a type A, type B. You can get diamond or hammer, diamond or hammer. Get Bruh. in me. Bro. And, and it's 200, 200 bucks. Yeah, 200 money. 209 bucks. I think you probably have to pay shipping too, but whatever. From Korea. From Korea. Sapphire. It looks like a, just a slight dome on the crystal too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost certainly. Almost I like certainly. it. Uh, I'm glad so we saved the best for last. W- when I say it's between this and the Laco, you know, the Laco feels to me like uh, it's a more established brand. Mm-hmm. It's a, got a little bit more history, but I'm sure this is a better watch mm-hmm. I, for I, less money. Yeah. Half as much money, a better watch. I think you're right. It's just T-Cell and not, but the T-Cell is, the the Tizel is uh, sterile. Mm-hmm. It's sterile. Which I like. I, I like an unbranded Fliga. Yeah. So that's it. We've done it. See you next week. And now you have your options for a poor man's <laughs> big pilot. Yeah. The winner coming in from Tizel in the Republic of Korea at 200 money. I really like the, the Miyota 905S movement mm-hmm. uh, or 90S5 movement. It just looks good. It looks better than any of the other. I think it's the rotor shape. Yeah. It kind of looks like a fan. And, and you know, people don't like the noise of that that movement because um, it's noisy, right? 
it's a it's a noisy and sometimes it'll get like i don't know i've noticed that you know my my nh35 movements um or or the eta movements that i've had seem to turn fairly consistently sort of the way you would expect them you know you rock them and they turn a couple times and they're good i, I feel like the miota the the 9015s or the 9000 series miotas for whatever reason every once in a while just get like a wild hair up their ass and they just, <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't even move <laughs> like there's the movement and that did not equal one it just, another it just gets it right <laughs> so uh yeah that's it we're done talking about watches we're done we've made it through another week do you have another thing i do have another thing i so in the in the did you see did you see what just happened hmm. my ear itched and you scratched your headphone. <laughs> I went to scratch. I, I, I thought you were telling me to get closer to the microphone. No, I was trying to scratch my ear. But. You missed. Uh, so in the light of the coronavirus outbreak, which if you haven't seen it, uh, Corona had a really, really clever tweet. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Corona. No, it was clever. <clears throat> Corona, the beer company, tweeted recently. Again, you don't get the coronavirus by drinking our beer. Coronavirus symptoms include fever, runny nose, and coughing. Symptoms of drinking corona include gagging, craving Taco Bell, and waking up to, waking up next to someone you wish you wouldn't have. That's good. So, in light of the coronavirus outbreak, I started watching the Netflix show Pandemic. And it is fascinating. It's all these... Uh, so, so, the... Uh, the the first episode was all about influenza and all these projects worldwide to kind of stymie influenza. And then they go into Ebola and all these other practices and emergency management for pandemic management around the world. And it was fascinating to see the, the behind the scenes of pandemic management and pandemic response. Uh, not being a doctor, I think it was a touch alarmist. And I think you have to be a little alarmist mm-hmm. to work in that field where yeah. like I, I don't I don't fully grasp the the concern of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I understood the Ebola concern because you get Ebola and you die. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Coronavirus seems like just a really shitty flu. Right. And they're like less people have died from that than the flu. I don't I don't fully understand the connections and I, I frankly I don't care to. But it was definitely an interesting show, and if you're looking to to break off of one of your like Witcher binges and go into something that's a little bit thought provoking and and perhaps enlightening, pandemic is definitely worth a look. I have to check it out. You know, I think the thing about most of these um, most of these flu variants, you, you know, the 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 scary what what was the one? You know, the swine flu or and the bird, bird flu, flu and the turtle flu and. H1N1 and... Yeah, I, I think the deal with most of these flu variants is that they're not particularly deadly for... Um, Normals. For normies, yeah. yeah. It, it's the, you know, they're like, uh, they're like, these these flus are like coyotes, right? Yeah. They, oh, yeah, they get the sick and the old. Right. <laughs> or the young. Or yeah, the young. Yeah, they get that's the weak. Right. Uh, so, so, I mean, I think that's what's scary, right? Mm. It, you know, well, what happened to all of Eugene, Oregon's kids? Oh, they all died of... Coronavirus. <laughs> huh. uh, I think that that's the concern. And, and you know, uh, the CDC, um, you know, in the states here, the Center for Disease Control, and um, probably something different if you're not here, where you're from. Probably the Foundation for Disease Management. Right. <laughs> FDM. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I think that these organizations are really, really good organizations. Um <clears throat> to the extent that you, you don't mind the government being in power of something like that. But the response is to, you know, the olden days where, you know, one guy gets cholera and then the whole fucking town is dead or, or you know, Black Go, Plague or whatever. Ghost towns and shit. Right, right. So um, our, our alarmists, our, our alarmism is founded in, in historical reality, and, and that's okay. So even if it feels like... Wow, the risk of this is pretty low. That's a good thing, right? That means it's well, working. Right. It is working, but I, I think there's, I, I think with a like like with a lot of things like the Cascadia subduction zone, <clears throat> it's a it's a pretty alarmist theory. I mean, what we're dealing with is 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 
institutionalized doomsday preppers. And I appreciate that they exist so that should it ever occur, we're prepared. But the outreach associated, especially with shows like this one, where if you were to watch it and internalize this, you'd never leave your house. And if you did, you'd be in a Tyvek suit and a respirator because you, you, you just realize that the world is a dangerous place and everything out there is trying to kill you. And we can just be thankful, you and I, that we don't live in Australia where basically everything is trying to kill you and they don't need diseases also because just living there is hard enough because of spiders and snakes and large reptiles that eat things. And now fires. Yeah, well, that, I mean, the fires aside, that's that's probably really helping with the spider and snake population. <laughs> oh, I, I shouldn't, shouldn't have joked about that. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. Yeah, no, it wasn't. that was a poor joke, but... It, we suck. Good riddance to all the spiders and snakes that were out there trying to kill you. Bummer for the koalas, though. The kangaroos and all yeah, the Yeah, you know, I always tell my kids, right? And they see a spider, they oh, I'm like, the spider is the only thing keeping the bugs out of your bed. Yeah, but there's some motherfucking spiders out there that are like, that you look at them for long enough and they'll kill you. We don't, we don't need that shit. Yeah, fair enough. I don't need brown recluse in my fucking bed. Pass. There's no brown recluse in Oregon. Yeah, there are. Are you stupid? We have browns here. Okay, so my other thing. This is kind of fun, you guys. This is kind of fun. Uh, It's not fun for you yet, but I'm hoping it'll be fun for you soon. So I picked up a thing uh, called a Movo PR-1. A Movo PR-1 is a tripod mountable. I don't know. What would you call this? Like a vlogging stick? It's like it's a, like a selfie stick, but better. It's like a high tech selfie stick. It's it doesn't have like a long extension, but this is a bracket for your phone. Um, it's got a screw down uh, holder thing for your phone. So I picked up an iPhone 11 Pro Max this last week, and the camera on this thing is fucking epic. Really good, really good. And so I wanted to get a thing to hold that camera on a tripod, and so I got it. And then I also realized this thing has a cold shoe mount on top of it so I can put a microphone on top. And I goofed around a little bit with this thing this week. And I sent Andrew a video and I sent a couple other people that were close with a video, just a test shot. So we, 40 and 20, are hopefully soon going to be posting some videos on our new YouTube channel. So those of you that follow closely will see that we posted our last episode, the interview with Dan C. We posted that on YouTube because a number of people have been asking for that, um, that we post our podcasts on YouTube. So we've posted our first our first podcast on YouTube. I think 45 people have listened to it. Uh, <laughs> 32 of them were us. <laughs> so this is funny. Uh, I, we can see all our statistics. And I thought, well, f- you know, you need to get like 4,000 hours of listening in 12 months to qualify for monetization on YouTube. And I thought, well, our episodes are so long. It's realistic we could get there. And shit, we've already got four listens. And then I pulled up the the duration. So it tells you how much total time people have listened. 86 seconds. <laughs> well, I think it was, I think it was 0.9 hours. Right. <laughs> so 45 people didn't even listen to a full episode. <laughs> So, I mean, it could be the people who've listened to the episode already or that they kind of blasted through. You know, YouTube, I'm, I'm a blaster through or on YouTube too. I try not to be, but I am. Um, y- yeah, you, you know, here's what I'll say about the YouTube. That is a thing that we added because people have asked for it. And so for a period of time, we are going to post our podcasts on YouTube because some people have said that's how I prefer to listen to this. Which is weird, y'all. If that's how you prefer to listen, that's that's odd. To the extent we have show notes for any given episode, I'll put them in the YouTube description. To the extent we don't have show notes, I will not put them in the YouTube description. Um, But yeah, we're going to try to, I'm going to try that for a time and see if that's popular. But with that said, we're also going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to record some video. I'm going to record some reviews, some watch reviews, and I'm going to put them on there. Now, here's what I'm going to ask of you. Go watch the video. Go watch the video. 
at least click on it. At least click on it. And please just like it. For the love of God, 45 listens. We had four likes this this afternoon when I checked later. Just oh. like it. If you're there and you say, oh, these are my homies, 40 and 20. I love these guys. They have a tiny little audience because we do. We have a tiny little audience. Every little bit helps. You know, uh, PewDiePie, he doesn't need you to thumbs up his video because he posts a video and within two seconds of it being up, it's got 4,000 hours of viewing. And, and, and 4,000 likes, right? Uh, I need you. We need you to like that video. So go on there, get on there, like it. And, and the reason for that is not because we're going to get money from it or whatever. We're never going to make any money on YouTube, but it does help in our search results. It does help people find us. So get on there, just smash the like button, bro. Yeah. Imagine when we said that, the little arrow pointed down to the like button right. zone, like in the other YouTube videos. Smash that like button. What's up, YouTube? That's I'm not, not going to be us. <laughs> For the love of God, that will not be us. What's up? Ugh. Was that Peter McKinnon? I don't know. That guy Peter McKinnon went like six months from 100 viewers to a, or 100 followers to a million. Have you ever watched his videos? I've watched a few. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's actually really good but for I, a Canadian. Okay, anything else you got, my friend Andrew? I don't have anything else for today. All right, well, I don't have anything else either. So thank you, folks, for joining us for this week of 40 and 20. Check us out on Instagram, at 40 and 20. On YouTube, I think it's just 40 and 20. Or patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Uh Again, patreon.com is where we get all our support for the show. That's how we afford uh, hosting for the podcast. Until we get 4,000 hours on YouTube. Until we get 4,000 hours on YouTube. Uh, Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.